two words to describe Joe Battaglia are real and wise. Because when Joe speaks, it doesn't take long to know he is real and wise. All I wanted to do in this show was listen, and so will you. You're going to love our conversation. Here we go. the show. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks, Alita. Always so, good to be with you. I remember the first time we met, mm-hmm. we were um, in Pittsburgh yep. and we went to Mr. Rogers' film, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Do you remember that? Oh, we went to the museum. Oh, yep. I had a great day. Yeah, it was great because it was um, so funny when we went there, everybody was like, the one person you have to meet is Joe Bottegle. I'm like, wow, who is this guy? Why do I need to know him? Yeah, I mean, I paid them well to say that. <laughs> Well, you're a wonderful guy. That's what everybody says. And so we're just glad you're here today. Um, some new news with you. You just recently were married. I want you to talk about your beautiful new bride, Tammy. Okay. Well, that's easy. Yeah. Yes. I we're going to fill up the whole show with that. <laughs> well, we could. I could speak volumes about her, but I don't think we're going to do that totally. But uh, yes, this is uh, uh, someone that God brought into my life um, about a year and a half ago. Uh, my First wife passed away uh, three years ago yeah. after 37 years of marriage. Wow. And God's uh, brought her home a little earlier than we had anticipated. For sure. Uh, and that's part of the journey. Yeah. And so he chose to bless me incredibly by bringing me um, Tammy, yeah. uh, who's a Texan. Wow. So she's from Houston. She's right here. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And so um, I'm from New Jersey. And I can't so, tell by your accent, though. Of course not. Yeah. I'm very cultured. <laughs> And so um, our, our love grew for each other during a COVID year, yeah. uh, during a lot of separation. Right. Because just couldn't travel last year. Uh, and so that absence certainly made the heart grow fonder. Yeah. And God led and we decided that we could not live apart from each other any longer. And so we got married uh, a f- about a month ago. What, what year is this? What the- <laughs> So, yeah, we... Uh, we're newly married and uh, just enjoying our time immensely. Yeah. So what do you guys enjoy doing together? Have you guys gone on a honeymoon? What are you guys doing? Yes. Uh, we did go to Cancun on a honeymoon. Nice. And then um, we just enjoy being with each other. Yeah. Um, I don't need to do much because she's such a joy and yeah. so fit. We fit very right. nicely in our personalities and our humor yeah. and in our love. Uh, yeah. for the Lord, for each other. You know, other. it's the right fit when you don't actually have to do anything all this extravagant or fancy yeah. and you're just happy and it's simple. And I love that about life. Just well, make it the easy. reality is that God completes you, yeah. right? And so um, a lot of people go into a marriage thinking they are complete. Right. When the, re- the truth and the reality of that yeah. is that uh, we are incomplete and God forms us as one. Yeah. And for me not to enjoy being with her would be like not enjoying being with myself. (laughs) So good. So So. good. You know, um, I think God's just really blessed you. You are such a blessing to so many people. And I just feel like that's God's favor over you of finding Tammy Mm. for the the remainder of your life. Well, I can only speak for myself, not about myself. 
Uh, and so I know that he has given me favor uh, to have a wife like this. And yeah. so it uh, doesn't take much, you know, to know that God understands us and wants to, the best for us. Um, and we just need to be patient and uh, relax in the gifts that he presents to us. And she is that to me. Okay, so this brings back the first time I met you in Pittsburgh, because it's like, I just want to sit and listen to you. Like, there's just wise statement after wise <laughs> statement. So let's keep going here with the show. Um, okay, one of the highest values that we have at Women of Faith is real relationships. Mm -hmm. So once we had met, you were so generous, you gave GJ, my husband GJ and I, um, a copy of Unfriended. Mm -hmm. And I took it and read it like, just immediately because the real relationships is so important and yet people are so disconnected in the culture that we live in um, today. I feel like your book was maybe even a little ahead of its time in some ways because like I go back and read it now and I'm like, man, it's even intensified since you've written it. Um, so talk to me about the book. Why did you write it? What was your motive in that? Well, I write about faith and culture. And so I basically write about the things that annoy me. <laughs> you know, my first book, The Politically Incorrect Jesus, dealt with the uh, intellectual dishonesty of political correct agendas. Yeah. They just don't make sense. Yeah. Um, and so Unfriended, uh, the subtitle is Finding True Community in Our Disconnected Culture. And so as I began to um, witness the lack of civility that was growing in our yeah. society. Uh, it was disturbing because I understood that a lot of that is due to the lack of understanding of what true community is about. Yeah. Um, you know, the first community existed in the heavenlies, right? With the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So community is all about being one with, with really the Father. And so Jesus came to model that on earth. And, you know, when he was with his disciples uh, in John 17 with the high priestly prayer, yeah. he could have asked his father for anything, anything. for anything yeah. for his disciples. But what does he ask? Mm. That they be one, yeah. right? As he and the father are so one, good. right? So there is something about unity yeah. that is transcendent to what our culture says yeah. is, you know, finding unity or whatever. Right. Um, and so you have to understand uh, that uh, true community, which is what everybody uh, desires because it is built into our yes. DNA, yes. right? Um, true community, I think, has to have intersection, communion, and sacrifice. Yeah. We leave that out often. So unless I am willing to do something for you that doesn't benefit me, yeah. I really don't have true community. It's good. I have lip service. Yep, that's good. And so Jesus came to show us a way to model that. And I think it's important that when we try to substitute social media yeah. and say that's community, right. it really isn't. It's really disconnecting me from yeah. what true community is about. And so I wanted to write about that. And that's what I unpack in the book. At Women of Faith, we not only care about your spiritual health, we care about your physical health too. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to be obedient to Him, 
by taking care of the body God gave us. Our new sponsor, Faithfully Fit and Free, shares this belief, and they're driven by a passion for helping people achieve a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind. You can visit faithfullyfitandfree.com to discover products that give you more energy and support your immunity, along with superfoods, personal care, and more. I personally love their mission and their products because I feel incredible taking them, and I know you'll love them too. Plus, when you place your first SmartShip order, you'll receive a free devotional. Check out faithfullyfitandfree.com, where the focus is on a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind. In the book, you say, trying to understand the world through social media without intersection is nothing but misinformed opinion. People like to speak with authority out of ignorance. Yeah. So I just love that. Like, unpack that a little more for us. Like, what sure. else does that mean? <clears throat> I think the reality is um, the internet allows us to hide behind firewalls of anonymity. Yeah. Right. Firewalls of anonymity. Yeah. And Good. so um, that's why there is so much bullying online and all the people who do like to yeah. speak with authority out of ignorance. Yeah. It's, it's the, insane. The things that people will say online that yeah. they would never say to the person's of face. Of course. Yeah. So it is the coward's position. Yeah. And a lot of people assume that. And so what we have is a growing number of disenchanted, disenfranchised disaffected individuals yeah. because they have never been able to go to the depth of authenticity with another soul yeah. because you can't get that. Right. If I don't sweat alongside you, work yeah. alongside you, struggle alongside you, those are often the determining factors that bring people together, not separate them. Right. And so the genius of our nation and the genius of our faith is that we are all together in right. one. And the only way you get together is by being together. Yeah. If I don't intersect, if I don't have a neighbor with whom to intersect, I no longer have a neighbor to help. Right. And so, you know, there's a lot of that meaning behind all this that yeah. I really want people to understand. Yeah. And our deepest longing, like you, you said a little bit earlier, like our deepest longing is to have that deep, intimate relationship with people. And yet we struggle so much actually accomplishing that, actually finding yeah. that and achieving that. Yeah, because it all starts, and I always go back to the Father and the Son and the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, yep. right? Um, there is something in the universe, in the DNA of the universe that says, this is the model, follow that. Yeah. And so I, I, need, I need to intersect. I need to have a communion with people, yeah. which is establishing commonality. That's right. really what it says, yeah. right? If you transliterate it from the Latin, and then I did a whole study in the Greek on what is communication, what is community. Mm -hmm. It's about koinonia. That's one of the words that is used, which is the understanding of community, of yeah. being together and yeah. sharing life in common. So if I have no one to share that with, I don't have life. Right, right. And so we have many people online who have no life. We, we use that flippantly term. Wow, that's a good point. And that's why they have no life. We say get a life mm -hmm. because they have no community. Therefore, yeah. they don't have the very thing that will give them life. Yeah. So they have no life. Right. It's 
so at the beginning of this show, I said, this is what we have in common. That's why we're talking about this, because yeah. that commonality is what brings us together that intersects our life. Okay, so you say, in, in the same book, Unfriended, you say, being embedded is more accurate than speaking from a distance. Intersection helps us in our dissection of experiences. So unpack that a little bit. And, okay, and then I want to just kind of add right on to that. Um, because it leads us right into the fact that at one point you lived in a homeless shelter in Manhattan. And I want you to talk about that. And like, mm -hmm. what was that about? And why did you do that? What what did you accomplish sure. by doing that? Yeah, that, so that interesting. was, well, that was one of the greatest learning experiences. Wow. Now, I didn't live in there because I was destitute and homeless. <laughs> but I was yes. part of an urban theological year out of New York Seminary to understand that kind of cultural milieu where you step outside of yourself yep. in order to be with people unlike you. Mm -hmm. See, that's what Jesus taught us. Yep. You know, the reality of him being with people unlike him and people he was not supposed to be with, the woman at the well story mm -hmm. is the great model of that. Yep. He goes out of his way into Samaria, a land where Jewish men we're not supposed to travel through, yeah. talk to Jewish, talk to Samaritan women. They were not supposed to do that. Yeah. But he did purposely and revealed things to her so that she would go back and tell others. So the principle is that unless we go out of our way to be with people unlike us, you know, then they will go out of their way to be, to talk to people about us. Yeah. And so Good. I chose for, um, part of my project to go live in a mission in downtown New York. And so um, I, uh, I was there for the weekend. Uh -huh. And so um, it was just to learn. So I didn't shave for a week, tried to find the grungiest clothes I could, walked around in the rain that day to appear kind of musty. Yeah. Yeah. And so waited online. And then when we got in, uh, we were fed a meal that I still don't know what it was to this day. Uh, and, then, and then they take you into a room, uh, ask you to remove your clothes uh, and give you what looked like a hospital gown. Wow. And they take those clothes and they fumigate them. Wow. Because they don't know where people have slept. Yeah. You could have lice, you know, so it was a precaution. Um, and... You know, and then you're there and I'm walking around in this kind of hospital gown thing. Yeah. And um, and so I saw a gentleman sitting there playing chess. And I said, well, hey, I love playing chess. Can I join you? And he didn't say anything. He nodded to the chair, mm -hmm. pointed to the chair. I said, OK. And for two hours we played chess, but he never spoke one word to me. Wow. Now, I normally can get a conversation going with anyone. <laughs> yes, I think you're the master of that. Well, I don't know about master, but I, I'm pretty capable of yep. doing that. Um, and here's what it taught me, because it was a very sobering experience. Yeah. Right? And I hope I can get through it. Mm. And this was almost 50 years ago. Wow. And the impact it still has on yeah. me. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Yeah. So the reality is of this uh, hopelessness. Yeah. 
creates an amazing uh, psyche in a person's yeah. heart and life. So <clears throat> when you move from hopelessness to the next stage, which is anonymity, you don't even think people know who you are, you have no name, and then you move into the third phase, which is invisibility, yeah. where you don't even think people can see you. Yeah. And that's why people who are in that environment have that type of um, lostness. You can't just say, well, go get a job. Yeah. You can't just say, you know, pick yourself up from the bootstraps. You can't just go say, yeah. go get a job. Yeah. They don't even know they exist. Right. They believe they're a ghost. Wow. And so. Um, no identity. No identity. No help. And totally no, anonymous. And, and no visibility. No visibility. So how can you deal with that? How can you tell somebody to go do something when they don't even think you yeah. can, they can be seen? Let's get real. Sometimes we just simply need help with some of our own daily struggles in life. Sometimes when we see others walking in victory, I've thought to myself, I just think, what about me? How do I make this transition, this transformation in my life? I need help overcoming struggles in my life too. So my question to you is this, are you ready to find steps to solutions right now for your own personal struggles and challenges? Or maybe you know someone who may be struggling in some of these areas. The great news is we have over 100 resource topics right here at Women of Faith. If you go to womenoffaith.com and find the topic you need help with to overcome your struggles, it's always based on biblical truths because this isn't just figuring it out in our own strength because that's simply not enough. Trust me, I've tried to fix my own problems or my own struggles in my own strength and it wasn't enough. We have to do it with Jesus and based on the living word. Women of Faith has the help you need. Go to womenoffaith.com because whatever you're dealing with, we have everything from books, ebooks, classes, quick study guides to walk you through finding truth-filled answers for whatever you're walking through right now. We have the heart surgery you need when you allow Jesus to transform you, and that's only done by allowing the living word to fill every aspect of your life. I have a question for you. Yeah. So you obviously have a huge heart for people. And that only because you can only have that when you have Jesus at the center of your life. Sure. So what was that defining moment that turned you like face to face with Jesus and you said, I'm going to live for him? Because very clearly that's what you do. I think that year was very instrumental in helping yeah. me understand context outside myself. Yeah. And that's why I say that <clears throat> true community exists when you can live outside yourself. Yeah, so good. Yeah. That um, sacrifice. And, and you can understand that you don't understand. And you come to grips with people that you would not ordinarily even hang out with. Yeah. Right? And so I think that was a turning point. Um, and then it's just a series of turning points. See, everything you learn should be something that changes you and moves you closer to where God wants you to be rather than where you'd prefer to be. Mm -hmm. And so part of the problem is our culture itself because it's not about anybody else, it's all about me. Yeah. 
and particularly in our current day and age, yeah. where you can hide away on in those you know um, emotional places of those firewalls of anonymity, yeah. as I call them. Yeah. And one of the great places to do that is in a church. You can be anonymous in a church. Yeah. You know, you can hide. And there's a lot of that in our church life today. Um, the reality of who people, of where, of where people hide isn't relegated solely to the no. internet. It can be anywhere. Yeah. So we need to be sensitive to those that are trying to hide yeah. and help them through their invisibility in a sense yeah. uh, and their hurt. Um, and so that's what it realized. And I began studying and realizing that unless I understand how Jesus looks at life, mm -hmm. I can't understand life. Yeah. And so that's why I always want to make sure that people know who I serve yeah. and why he can help because he understands the heart. He will bring you out. He will. He will bring you out of invisibility. He says, I see you. Yeah. He will say, I know you. Yeah. I will give you a you new name. Mm -hmm. I will give you redeemed child of God. Yeah. And so he gives us a new look, a new name, and he gives us hope. Yeah. So he's the only one that can do that. And so that's why uh, I, I enjoy talking about people who have seen that, who have been raised out of that. And so, um, anyway. So, I read that sometimes you say you are the Aaron <laughs> yeah. to Moseses. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so help people understand what it is that you exact, exactly do, because you do this for so many people and it goes right along with what you just said. I see the emotion that comes out in you because you have such a heart for that. Um, and you've done that for so many people. I think <clears throat> when we understand, and I understand particularly, I, I don't speak for anybody, right? Yeah. I speak for myself. I have a hard enough time running my own race <laughs> than to try to tell you how to run yours. That's good. Um, I hope too, everybody caught that. We're too busy trying to tell other people how to run their race. Yeah. Never mind the log and the splinter metaphor, right? Um, I think um, the reality of um, being an Aaron is I see myself in my professional capacity. <clears throat> you know, Aaron held up. Moses' arms um, to fight the Amalekites. And of course, he wasn't, he wasn't the one that held up Moses' arms to part the Red Sea, but um, there, were the, there were several that had to, right? And so I feel my job is to hold up your arms so that you can part the Red Sea that God has put in front of you. And that goes back to the sacrifice that you... Right share with others for real community. That's what creates real community. That's why everybody said, you're the one guy, you're the guy that we need to meet. You're the guy that does that. And you've lived it out in your life. So I'm so thankful that we've got to know each other because, um, we just don't see that a lot. You know, we just don't see that lived out. And I think just as our listeners here, 
real relationship is so important to our lives. And we can have that. I think a lot of people are a little bit hopeless in thinking they can't even have real relationship. Yeah. You know, part of the tragedy of what we have seen in the church at times, Jesus told Peter to feed his sheep, not fleece his sheep. Mm -hmm. It's good. So uh, unfortunately, too many people have been fleeced and not fed. And our job is to feed. And there's also one other thing I always like to tell people. You know, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul gives us that great statement. We're all new creatures in Christ, right? Um, So as soon as he tells us we're new creation, he then gives us our job and our job description. You're an ambassador and a minister of reconciliation. You know the great thing about an ambassador? The ambassador is sent not to fix the country he's in, but to represent the country he's from. Yeah, I love that. Big difference. Yep. We're too busy fixing everything. Our country, our spouse, our kids, everybody else. Yeah. What we need to do is represent the country. Then the Holy Spirit will do the fixing. Yeah, so good. And so uh, sometimes we miss out on that. Yeah, our job is to love. The Holy Spirit's job to convict that's that person. Right. That's and, what I love. And, and he convicts in the way that we can't. And when we judge, we usurp the prerogative of God. Yeah. And God doesn't like anybody honing in on his territory. Yeah. Good. But, but we try that often. And we, that's one of the reasons I think we have such discord in our country um, among God's people. Yeah. And those who aren't God's people. They see the wrong image and they get confused. And I'm often careful on how I uh, allow people to uh, understand what I believe and why I believe it. Uh, I don't wrap it in politics. I don't wrap it in anything that uh, I think is a stumbling block um, by getting to Jesus. And so, you know, the one thing I say is I say, I want people to know that I talk about Jesus more than anything else that I represent yeah. him more than anything else. It's sure. no, it's nothing else that I talk about is more important than no. Jesus. And that's what I constantly try to come back to. And when we draw lines in the sand yeah. in our culture, we have a habit of doing that. Oh, our, totally. you know, our love should be more evident than our doctrine Yeah, all the time. Yep. We are to love. Yeah. And it's not a love without telling them yeah. the whole gospel right but it's a but l- true love will tell them the whole gospel yeah. and then more importantly will show them the gospel it's great and so the words can only go so far our actions will take it a lot further it's good joe you've had a lot of exciting experiences in your life i'm sure you could make a long list but if you <laughs> had to pick one what's the most exciting experience of your life Oh, well, currently it's my new wife. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> well, Tell me one more. Well, uh, <laughs> I think I've had a lot of fun um, things that I've done. I, I think that mission thing was one of my exciting experiences. Um, I think um, I've had a lot of fun experiences yeah. like having uh, Bethany Hamilton try to teach me how to surf. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that would not go well for me. <laughs> it didn't go well for me. I'll tell you that much. Not well. I wouldn't even stand up. Yeah. Well, I don't mind. I got to stand up for hey. a minute. Hey, that's a it, win. It was trying to get out there in the first place. That was embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, that is that is a workout. It takes balance. It takes. I mean, oh well, so you know, much, see, so many things. As a guy, as a New Jersey guy, we think we <laughs> still got it right. And so, as I said, well, this is athletic. I can do that. Yeah. I've always been involved in athletic things. Now it was really embarrassing uh, after. She told us how to get up on the board, how to hit, catch a wave and all that stuff that I never did. Um, <laughs> I started paddling out because they were about three, 400 yards out. Wow. And this is the Pacific. Wow. Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got about 20 yards. <laughs> I was dead tired. <laughs> I mean, I used to wrestle and, and, and I thought that was the hardest workout I yeah. ever had. That's great. I was dead tired, fell in any number of times, swallowed plenty of salt water that uh, day uh, until a young guy came and said, hey, you need a, a way to get out. I said, huh, yeah. Yeah. So he put his toes on the front of the board, hey. paddled us both out. Wow. And so it took Wow, me that a is a great analogy. Like, you know how many things you could- oh, I know. Wow, relationship, uh, wow. Yeah. It's good, and, and that so, was a good guy. Well, yeah, and so I got out there had a rest to get my breath back. Yeah. Found the smallest wave coming in I could find. Got up for like 10 seconds. Hey. Flopped down, went in, hit the beach. I was unconscious for like hours. You made it surfing for 10, you made it, I mean, standing up, that's a win. Well, yes, to me, that was the, I didn't need to win for long. That's why I only lasted 10 seconds, uh, maybe 10 seconds. So okay, Joe, that was what, fun. Yeah. Okay, friends, I thought of a really great analogy of this great guy who helped Joe out while he was paddling out to surf. Like Joe said, the guy put his toes on the front of his board and paddled them both out. And when you need some assistance with a new activity you aren't yet trained up for, where do you turn? When you're new to an activity, you need help. You need someone who has been there before. So when I was doing something new and I'm unsure or I'm weak or I'm unbalanced and I'm not sure, um, I'm, not, I'm not doing it very well. And this is what I think of. And yet we have no fear because Jesus comes along and paddles us both out into the deep. He protects me. He shows me the way and provides the strength needed to go where he's calling me to go out into the deep. <laughs> and he is right there waiting to do that for you too. Call on him when you're weak, when you need his strength. He promises he will be right there ready to put his toes on the front of your paddle, to paddle you out into the deep, to do what he is calling you to do. What's another um, thing that people don't know about you? Well, that don't know about There's me. There's a lot of public well, life, right? Yeah. But what would be something people don't know about you? Well, is, I mean, there are just so many different things. Um, what they wouldn't know about me, well, like I got into West Point, but chose not to go. Wow. I went to Boston U instead. Um, really, um, met, 
My life has been one incredible meeting after another with great individuals, sure. great saints. I mean, I spent time with Corey Ten Boom in an interview. Wow. Oh, and she taught me some things I never forgot. Wow. Um, I spent a day with Eldridge Cleaver. Now, most people may not even know who I'm he was. I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, see? Yeah. Well, so, you're so young. <laughs> well, Cleaver was like the poet laureate of the Black Panther movement. Wow. In the late 60s out of Oakland. Wow. California. And um, he was the brains in one sense, the spokesperson. Yeah. <clears throat> and he wrote one of the two seminal books on race um, wow. called Soul on Ice back then. Uh, and um, he was, uh, um, you know, in exile in France, wow. had to leave the country because he was involved in a lot of things he was wanted for. Yeah. Became a Christian in wow. France one day. Uh, what a testimony. Jesus just appeared to him, and he decided to give his life to Jesus. Saul to Paul, right? And then he got a pardon, came back, and wrote a book, Soul on Fire, wow. which was the sequel to Soul on Ice. And I spent a day with him interviewing him. I mean, I still have the book, and it's written, oh. it's written you know, stuff in the book. And, yeah. and, and we had a great time talking about the politics of race in this country. How um, intriguing. And so um, I spent time with so many people so different than me. Yes. That it taught me uh, that I really needed to understand others and what they went through in order to understand myself. See, we best understand ourselves when we step outside ourselves. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, we, and, the, and the converse of that is we reinforce the, the small things in us when we stay around people who think like us, yeah. act like us, look like us. And that's what we want to do. We want to stay around people that are like us because yeah. that's comfortable. And when I walk away from somebody who I'm not like and something turns in me, I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. Why don't I like that? It's not sure. about the other person. It's actually about what can I well, learn about myself through that um, yeah. experience. That's we, powerful. Yeah. We have to understand that everything we do is a self-reflection. Yep. You know, hate is a self, another form of self-reflection. Yep. So Jesus said, whatever is inside yep. of you that comes out is unclean, not right. what you put into right. you. So and good. so um, all the things that we are, are self-reflections. Mm -hmm. And so if we're loving, then we have love within. If we hate, we have hate within, yeah. you know, and, and right on down the line. It's time for our truth bomb. Truth bomb. So yeah. it's like a 30 second little heartfelt statement of something that just, it's on your heart. You want people to know. And when they get done watching this show, they're going to be like, that's the one thing Joe Battaglia said. I think we need to have a better understanding of what happened on Calvary. Mm. See, there were two people with Jesus that day. I don't think that's an accident. Yeah. One said, I want to be with you. One said, save me. That's the either response that we can have with Christ. Wow. When we hang with that's him. Good. Right? We can either want to be with him or we want him to 
save us. Yeah, so good. And so uh, we need to understand that we're one of those two people. Which one are you? Wow. That's what That's I want good. people to figure out. It's good. I know everybody's going to want to connect with you. What's the best way to connect with you um, online? Well, or follow you. Well, JoeBattaglia.com. Okay. My website. Okay. Um, they can see what I'm up to. Yeah. Uh, my Facebook. Yeah. You know, they can see that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, my email's in there somewhere. <laughs> Drop me an email. Tell me what you think. Yeah. I know everybody's going to want to share this show with a friend. So I always just want to remind people, like, share the show because this is something, especially when, um, when we hear something, we're like, we think of somebody else. I think that's the one thing we have to start to learn to like go share the things that we hear sure. with somebody that we're reminded of. It isn't a coincidence that we are reminded of someone, right? It's that we're actually supposed to go share it with them. So I always want to remind people, I'm so thankful that you're here today. Um, I like to say, I'm just cheering you wildly. I think in this world, especially with this conversation today, so often people aren't cheering each other on. Hmm. So I just am so thankful you're here. Thank you for being on the show. And we're cheering you. My husband, GJ, and I are yeah. cheering you wildly with everything that you're doing because we know that you are making an impact on the kingdom. Well, thank you, Alita. Yeah. It's a real pleasure to just hang with you today and yeah. talk about things that are on my heart. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just treasure that uh, people who may be feeling hopeless and anonymous or invisible understand that you don't have to feel that Thank you for being so vulnerable. Yeah, I a, love your heart, yeah. Joe. Jesus is there to remove you and bring you, give you a new name, give you hope, and give you a life. So Amen. trust him. Amen to that. Do that. Thank you do you. that, because be, I'm a happy clam. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on. Well, thank you, Alita, very much. This show was brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, ICCI, and OneShare. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.